Welcome to Sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Rev. Dr. Matthew Richard. According to St. Matthew, the 20th chapter. Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for denarius a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And going about the third hour, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And to them he said, you go into the vineyard too, and whatever is right I will give to you. So they went. Going out again about the sixth hour and the ninth hour, he did the same. And about the eleventh hour, he went out and found others standing. And he said to them, Why do you stand here idle all day? They said to him, Because no one has hired us. He said to them, You go into the vineyard too. And when evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, Call the laborers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last up to the first. And when those hired about the eleventh hour came, each of them received a denarius. Now when those hired first came, they thought that they would receive more, but each of them also received a denarius. And on receiving it, they grumbled at the master of the house, saying, these last worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarius? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to this last worker as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or do you begrudge my generosity? So the last will be first. And the first last. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, Amen. Well, we do it all the time without even thinking about it. Indeed, it happens all the time. We have been ranking each other since childhood. What happens is this, is we put a metaphoric ruler in our mind and then we rank everyone on that ruler. Back in school, if you can recall, we ranked everyone according to popularity. The real cool kids, well, they were on the top of that ruler in our mind. And the not-so-cool kids, well, they were at the very bottom. And then, of course, during school lunches, those on the top of the ruler were able to sit at the cool tables. And those on the bottom of the ruler, like me, well, we had to fend for ourselves and find whatever was left over. Now, we must keep in mind that this ranking did not stop at the end of school, but has continued in our lives to the present day. Consider for a moment all the ways that we rank people without even thinking about it. We rank people on the size of their farm, the success of their children, where they live, the size of their house, the type of car they drive, the quality of the clothes they wear, the church they attend, and also by their physical appearance. Without even realizing it, we 
actually pays special attention to those who are higher of a rank than us, many times buttering up to them, and those who are below us in rank, well, we often snub them, not giving them the time of the day. Subconsciously, we're always trying to get higher in rank. So we buy books to help improve our skills. We work harder than everyone else in our job force to advance our rank, and we obtain as many initials behind our name to outrank those around us. And get this, we even watch popular culture on TV and social media to see what those celebrities, what they're wearing and what they're doing so that we can mimic them and hopefully advance in our ranking among our peers. If a famous musician has a new haircut, well, we go get that very same haircut to identify with them and increase our rank. The point being, my friends, is this. We are addicted to climbing the ranks. And so a great deal of our time and planning goes into our efforts of outranking those around us. We want to convince everyone else that we are great and that we are better than them. Now, I don't have to tell you that this kind of thinking is dysfunctional. It is a dysfunctional way of looking at life. But it is even more problematic when it bleeds into the church. It's problematic because the kingdom of God does not honor and it does not respect the ranks that we give to one another. The kingdom of God does not work this way. Now keep in mind that I'm not referring to the different vocational roles that we have in the church. I'm not talking about being elected to a position in the church for the sake of serving parishioners in the church, but rather I'm referring to the problem of doing things in the church to advance our rank before others. You see, Jesus, in our gospel reading from Matthew, speaks on this subject today. He tells us a parable, a story. He tells us a parable, a story about the kingdom of God. He tells us that there's a bunch of workers that were hired throughout the day. Some were hired early in the morning, others in the afternoon, whereas others were hired late in the day. Now, using common sense and this ingrained need to rank one another, you would think that those who worked longer throughout the day would get paid more. Get paid more than those who worked less. However, this parable... This parable of Jesus scandalizes this whole idea of ranking and comparing. Jesus tells us in this parable, get this, that they all got the same amount, regardless of the amount of time that they put in. You see, many of you have been a part of the church since birth. Some of you joined later in life, and others are brand new to the church. Now, you would think that those who have been a part of the church the longest would have the highest rank and the most payout from God. However, when it comes to the kingdom of God, the master of the house, he pays the same wage to everyone regardless of rank. When it comes to the kingdom of God, the Lord distributes the same amount of grace to everyone. And the reason why? You and I we contribute nothing, I repeat, nothing to grace. 
Your status in life, your sex, your ability, the amount of work you have done in the church, your family name, the amount of money you give in the offering plate, and your intellect, they contribute nothing to your salvation. And so there is no good old boys club in the church. There's no such thing as a favored class in the church. And God certainly does not reward the religious performance of some in the church more than others. At the end of the day, all Christians receive the same eternal life. In the parable, all of the workers receive the same payment at the end of the day, regardless of how long they worked. You see, God's grace, it really does scandalize us, does it not? It scandalizes you and me. It scandalized the workers in our parable as well. Those who had worked all day long were quite angry with the fact that they got paid the same as those who barely worked. Those who worked long hours that day, they mumbled and they grumbled and they were embittered because they were treated as equals with those they deemed as less deserving than them. Perhaps that is the problem, my friends. Perhaps that's the problem with us in the church. We do not like to be equal to others. We like to feel special. We like to feel better than other people as a way to validate ourselves before God. But when we realize that God is not some small-minded bookkeeper who penny-pinches his grace upon our worthiness, well... It is easy to become hateful and frustrated with those who did not do as much as us to receive that same amount of grace. Dear friends, if we rank each other in the kingdom of God and then become resentful and angry, if we become resentful and angry that some people receive the same grace that we do, our problem is really not with them, but it is with God Almighty who shows no partiality. You see, God Almighty distributes and he gives grace to sinners alike, and his partiality is directed only to Christ for our sake. And get this, Christ Jesus, when he hung on that cross, when he hung on that cross and died for all sins, all the sins of the world were equally laid upon him. Your sins was equally laid with everyone else on Christ as he died for you. You see, Christ did not die on a separate cross for you. He died on one cross for one humanity, for one forgiveness, for all. You're huffing and you're puffing to impress God. Your Bible trivia points and your spiritual resumes, they count absolutely nothing towards your forgiveness. It is the blood of Christ, the blood of Christ alone. You're only saved because of the graciousness of God in Christ Jesus on Christ's account for you. Bluntly stated, my friends, When it comes to the kingdom of God, you and I cannot and do not contribute anything. The kingdom of grace is not held hostage to our works. The kingdom of grace does not operate with ranking. The kingdom of grace does not look at your accomplishments, your spiritual resumes, your popularity, your status in society, the number of degrees you have earned, or the amount of money you get in your paycheck God does not, he does not repay us according to our works, but he repays us according to the works of Jesus and Jesus alone. And so, repent. 
Repent with me to our ranking. Repent of the popularity mentality. Repent of social totem poles. And repent of grumbling. This is not the way the kingdom of heaven operates. This is not the way of the kingdom of grace. God's grace cannot be bought. It cannot be manipulated. It is given freely on Christ's behalf. Repent, my friends, and receive together what Jesus has accomplished for each and every one of us. His grace equally for all of us. You see, dear baptized saints, when it comes to the kingdom of God, there are no scales, there's no need for popularity, no hierarchy, and certainly no huffing and puffing with our self-righteousness. The Lord, he actually chooses to bypass all these schemes and plans and systems of mankind, and he comes directly to you in his word and sacraments to give you undeserved grace and unmerited grace. If you've been in the church your entire life or just getting started, God be praised. God be praised. The grace of Christ is that which saves you. If you have an advanced theological degree or just learning the basics, God be praised. It's the grace of Christ that saves you. If you give a lot of money in the offering or a little, God be praised. The grace of Christ is that which saves you. And being saved by grace alone, get this, it means a tremendous amount of freedom for you. It is a great amount of freedom for you. Get this, since the kingdom of God is based upon the merits and the works of Jesus, then get this, my friends, you are free from the ranking schemes of mankind. Who cares if you are ranked high or low according to the standards of mankind? You have Christ. Who cares? Indeed, if you are ranked high or low, you have Christ, and Christ is all that you need. If you are not considered good enough or smart enough or religious enough to specific individuals on their social and religious and economic rulers, it does not matter. You have Christ. The opinions of mankind do not matter, for mankind is not in charge of your salvation. Christ is, and he merited it all for you. So live in this freedom, blessed Christians. If your time is short and you find yourself ranked on the bottom of life, well, serve your neighbor with joy, thanking and praising Christ, for you rely not upon your rank but upon Christ. If your time is long and you find yourself somehow ranked at the top, serve your neighbors with joy, thanking and praising Christ, for you depend not upon your rank but upon Christ Jesus and his grace. It is about Jesus. It has always been about Jesus. It is about his grace for you. It is his grace given to you on his account because he is willing to deliver it right to you without your merit, without your work, just simply to receive his grace. It is about his efforts. It is about his grace, not your rank in life. Receive this grace, rejoice in this grace, live in the freedom of this grace for you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. 
Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The Lord bless and keep you.